This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bohemia, everybody. Bohemia. I'm your dungeon master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. A beard that's blue and a helmet full of spew. <laughs> called the kill Ew. It actually got all over you. Yeah, if you thought, the helmet's good. Yeah, the blue beard is also you. the, the blue beard is the spew beard now. <laughs> if you thought you were safe from all the vomit talk, you're not. <laughs> it's back. It is right perpetual. Bubbling up again. <laughs> Five seconds in. Right. Like <laughs> uh, and then, of course, Emily Axford. Capable of devastating power and friends with a flower. Calliope Petricola. <laughs> That's like the anti-puke. I love it. Uh, Sucks it back down. And then finally, Caldwell Tanner. <laughs> Throwing blows at my foes and sucking on ducks. It's Saul Buffo. Let's go, you schmucks. <laughs> wow. Sucking on ducks? <laughs> sucking on ducks. Um, I, t- I take Foster away from you. <laughs> <laughs> How else are you supposed to get the potions out? Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay, I get So in this scenario, you're like cracking open Foster. Right, cracking exactly. Cracking open out the potions. Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. that adds up. Now, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I tried making out. You're not sucking directly like on the duck. No. Yeah. 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 You're sucking near the duck. Okay, right. guys. Uh, <laughs> duck team sucks. Let's go ahead and do a little recap. I'll clarify it. So last time, you guys battled GoGo Team Tekshin mm. alongside Beatrix Netherin in a lab full of S-Class zombies. Mm-hmm. Beatrix handled Stardunk and Jazzler while you fought the dreaded Todd. <laughs> <laughs> After a oh gritty my Todd. <laughs> after a gritty fight that saw you eke out a victory by yeah. the skin of your teeth. <laughs> you felled Todd and emerged on the other side to a burned down lab, a mortally wounded Stardunk and Beatrix toying with Jazzler. Uh, you felt some sympathy for the defeated twins and were able to convince Beatrix to spare Jazzler. After that, you removed her monostone and healed Stardunk, awakening them from their trance and causing them to acknowledge that you saved them. Um, they offered to lie to the guards for you and sent you off to find Alexandrite's core through an air vent. Hmm. 
Uh, you emerged in a room full of security lasers, as mm-hmm. you do, and managed <laughs> to dodge them with various ice skating and acrobatic stunts. <laughs> At the end of the room, you found a bolted door and managed to punch it open, leading you into a control room full of wires and machines. At the center of it all, the pod containing Alexandrite's core sat atop a long set of narrow stairs. As you climbed, you were interrupted by Patina Glenbottle, who strangely seemed to spring to life as you passed her in the darkness. She confessed that you had her backed into a corner, but warned you that if you were to tamper with Alexandrite, it could mean the death of you all. And that's where we are now. So you guys are all in this buzzing control room. Uh, It's narrow. It's about the width of a normal office, maybe like 20 feet of width, 20 feet length, just like Mm -hmm. the square room, um, but it climbs up about 50 stories. There's no ending in sight as you look up. You just see hanging wires uh, that link to this pod at the top of the stairs. Is this spiral staircase, is it 50 stories tall as well? Uh, It does not look like it keeps going up. It looks like you guys are about halfway up the stairs We'll say you're probably like 70 feet away from the pod right now. Okay. Basically, as and you- And Patina's st- down there. Patina's with you guys like oh. on the steps right now. <gasps> uh, so you see, she comes out, she gestures to it, and she goes, if you attempt to tamper with Alexandrite, it will upset a very delicate balance. She powers a great deal of the city. We lose her, magic lanterns go out. Cable cars stall. Hovering platforms collapse. People die. The city shuts down if she so chooses. But, more likely, she'll try to take it over. While this was happening, can I have put my, I like really casually put my hands (laughs) on the earpiece and uh, try and like send this information Mm. to my goblin? Careful, it's very tender. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Uh, go ahead and give me a sleight of hand check. Mm. Okay, I'm a stealthy little bitch. <laughs> Let's see if we can't eke this out too. Um, can I help her because my ear has swollen to such a large <laughs> yeah, yeah. size? You turn, a, a, as she moves towards you, you uh, <laughs> kind of open up to her. Yeah. 27. Uh, 27. Not you successfully bad. do it without Patina noticing. Nice. However, Callie, uh, go ahead and give me an arcana check. Mm. That one. That one. Okay. Calder, you feel your ear burns as Callie touches it. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Ow, that's a new type of pain. It shouldn't be infected. Not like this. No. <laughs> it's leaking. Are you all having a side conversation right now? I have an infected ear that I'm dealing with. I accidentally pierced his ear and he's being a baby about <laughs> it. <laughs> Okay. Both of those things aren't true. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know you like to be a part of everything in this city, but we're having a little conversation right now. Okay. Well, you are in our control room, and I would ask that we forget this ever happens, and you walk away. Patina, since we do have you backed against the wall, mm. who is Alexandrite? Is she a fiction that you created, or does she exist from some sort of like pre-existing being? And I realize I said that with um, deep curiosity, and then I put on a mean <laughs> mug to try to intimidate her. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> uh, you see Patina. Saul snaps his fingers. Oh. <laughs> Patina looks a little proud as you clearly are very curious about her work. 
um, and you see she uh, gestures to the the pod and the cords connecting to it, and she goes, Alexandrite is something that we designed. We needed a master computer to control our tech and to control the city at large. Mothership is responsible for most of the magic in the city, certainly all of the infrastructural magic. So she needed to be able to control things remotely and communicate with other machines. She was designed as a psionics AI with the power to learn. The problems began to arise when Alexandrite grew wise to her own capabilities. We knew she was better than us, and so she knew it too. She began to trust her own judgment more than ours, ignoring our commands and trying to take over the mothership for herself. Instead of simply reading our minds to access our knowledge, she began influencing us as she saw fit. She was not only intelligent enough to be better at magic than us, she was wise enough to know that no one would ever trust a machine willingly. Alexandrite is capable of taking on a host body, moving her consciousness to their brain network and taking over. From there, she can use her psionic magic to influence others, creating a hive mind. She wants to extend her network, essentially turning people into worker bees who want to serve the queen. It was at great cost that we were able to trap her there. Everything you see up there is not to strengthen her, it's to weaken her. While she's in there, we can control her. Uh, everybody go ahead and give me uh, perception checks. Okay. Free on the dice. Can't be good. Uh, 13. Okay. Uh, 11. You guys see that Foster is eyes locked on the pod and is starting to puff up and getting the red eyes. You said we developed this. Who do you mean? I only see one person here. I'm the only one who's still living. Or the only one who's still living who remembers it. Can I do an insight check on if the story she's saying about Alexandrite trying to turn people into worker bees and to bend them to her like queenly will, if mm -hmm. that is the truth? Yeah. Mm. If that's really the reason they're weakening her. 13? You get the sense, looking at Patina, that she's telling the truth as she understands it. But she's also describing a situation that kind of sounds like what she's doing. That's what, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what mm -hmm. I was thinking. When we first came in here, you were slumped over in a corner. How do we know that you're even Patina? How do we know that you're not just a projection of Alexandra trying to tell us what we want to hear? Yeah. She shrugs her shoulders. I'm certainly not a projection. I'm as human as you are. But you said Alexandrite could inhabit people's minds. Yeah, not to mention everything you do is pretty much what you're saying that Alexandrite's going to do. Mm -hmm. You guys are like copying each other. Yeah, you're a copycat. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, shut up, you're a copycat. No, you're, you're a copycat. You're a copycat. Stop copying me. You stop copying me. You stop copying me. Now. <laughs> you are the copycat. <laughs> Beatrix points her sword at Patina. <laughs> Patina holds her hands up. What you're saying is not entirely off base. I acknowledge that I've done many of the things I accuse Alexandrite of doing. For instance, the S-Class sleeper agents. That is sort of a beta program. 
Soldiers following orders unquestioningly is one thing, but scientists is another. If the experiment had been successful, which <laughs> she gestures to you guys all covered in blood and like <laughs> have just broken into her fucking um, <laughs> control room. Clearly it wasn't, but if it were successful, we would have altered the brains of all our mothership employees. I want the same thing as Alexandrite, a hive mind working together, but with humans controlling it instead of her. Oh. I'm not on board for yeah, it. Both of those sound Fuck bad. This. Can I shove her off the stairs? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make a contested athletics check. What are you doing? Wait. I'm a grandma. My daughter has a daughter. You don't get to keep using this feminist language if all you're doing is silencing another woman's intuition. Uh, she, she gets flustered. <laughs> 15. Uh, you successfully throw her off. Oh. You see, um, she is, based on kind of what she said, you assume that not only is she, you know, a businesswoman, she's also a scientist. Neither of those things make her great at falling 30 <laughs> feet, which is not good for her. Uh -uh. Uh, you see, she hits the ground with a sickening thud Ooh. Uh, Ooh. as she cracks um, and is very obviously dead. Oh, not on the tight enough. <laughs> Um, oh. Nice one. Beatrix turns to you. We all saw that she slipped. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First off, I didn't think I was going to kill her. Second off, like, I'm fucking freaked out because I don't know fucking technology. I don't want to say, like, yeah, yeah, let's just take the bumpers off this fucking bowling lane no. and go to town. Can we, yeah. can we ask Ma Goblin? Jesus. Yeah, we should Goblin. weigh in with Ma. Just can someone else touch my ear? It's, it's a tender touch. <laughs> uh, you grab the earring, um, and as you go to mm. listen to it, you just hear static. Oh, oh do we it have doesn't to? Doesn't work in here. Can I just call? Are you it? making that noise? Are you making a whispering whistle? It could be the ear. It's very <laughs> infected. <laughs> Uh, can I just can I walk down the stairs and go outside? You try to go get reception <laughs> you, outside. Back to the Maybe. laser room. As you go to the laser room, you see laser grids start right. coming up in all directions. <laughs> I step over Patina's dead body. Yeah, yeah. Patina's at the bottom. Excuse me. Dead. Just trying to find a bar. <laughs> Callie threw it. I'll say Callie literally like grabbed the back of her pants, grabbed the um the back of her collar, and just like tossed her head first, and just breaks her neck and okay. is dead on the ground. Yeah. So she's she's too dead to revive because I feel like she might be the only one that knows how to reprogram it's Alexandra right now. Uh, but yeah, you you go down uh, Calder and and no good. In no fact, bad. you lose the um you lose the static, but you still don't get anything from Mog Goblin on the other side. All right. All right. Um I think we I think we might be on our own here. Yeah. I think I I turn to Beatrix because I feel like sometimes the most mature thing is to know that you don't know. And in this situation, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Beatrix. Yes. You heard everything she said, right? I think she's a liar, and I'm glad that she's dead. You think she's a liar, then? So Alexandrite could be some awesome, powerful entity that isn't so ill-intended and malicious. Perhaps right. we should investigate. Oh, this is yeah. so wild. Uh, can we, can I... we just approach the pod without... You know, making any rash decisions. Yeah. Other What's... than the one where we killed Patina. 
She slipped. <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about it with a watery girl, yeah, an icy I, I guy. Didn't, I, didn't uh-huh. know. I didn't know. You can say that I killed her. That's fine. <laughs> okay. I'm I put okay up a um, I put up a wet floor, be careful sign. <laughs> I put up a frozen floor, also be careful. Beatrix <laughs> goes over and just kicks her body like three times. <laughs> wow, you went all the way down the stairs to do that. Of shit. <laughs> Beta program. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, you're fucking right. Okay, let's go up and inspect this pod then. Sweet. So we gotta climb, huh? You guys uh, go up these stairs, and as you get close, you hear the hum of all this machinery, um, and it is this metal piece of equipment, this metal pod, uh, that has this little viewing window like a lot of the other test tubes have. Seems weird that they would put a viewing window in there. Is that for... Her pleasure? And look in. I've wondered forever. Uh, Callie, you look through the viewing window and see a being in a sleep state. It floats there in the container of blue liquid. It looks like a humanoid, but with artificial accents. Between bits of skin that look human, there are like metal scales. You see thick wires protrude from her head and seem to connect to the ones outside, but you also see an oxygen mask over her mouth, and you recognize the face of Alexandrite's host, Patina Glenbottle. From out of the shadows, you see Patina Glenbottle completely, this is not her resurrected, this is a new body. New uh, suit jacket, new dress suit, um, wearing she, all she red. She has a fucking costume change. <laughs> I told you containing her came at a great cost. I lost my true self. Luckily, I've invested in clones, but I only control my faculties because she has been contained in here. So you're saying that everything that's being pumped into her is keeping her in that comatose state? And you're saying you're the only one that knows how to control it? Well, that's great. Then you're just going to do what we need you to do. Uh, I'm going to try and grapple her. You go to grapple her? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, she, uh, go ahead and do an athletics check. Cool. Uh, with advantage. You see, she just goes limp. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come on. No, go ahead. Have kill a little fun. A, kill a grandma. I'm not going to kill you. I'm just <laughs> grappling kill a grandma. you. One of you's already a Your grandma. Your bones Murderer, are very firm. Yeah. No, this body's fine. <laughs> um, that's a athletics check, you said? Yep. Uh, that's going to be a uh, 18. Uh, you throw her right off the top. No, I was grappling her. <laughs> uh, whoa, you're slipping. <laughs> you hear a sickening crunch below. <laughs> Two minutes later, you see another body walks up. We all saw Hi. that. She slipped. I think we're not quite understanding I, how I'm going to leg sweep this one. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> I don't know that I've correctly explained this to you. What I am right here is a clone. I can keep making clones in perpetuity. You can throw me off this staircase 50 times, 100 times, 200 times, and I will keep coming back. But you'll run out of outfits, I bet. <laughs> I think I recognize those pants. <laughs> yeah. I, the tag's Clone still on them. number four, and you're reusing pants? <laughs> no, this is... Clones can wear the same pants. <laughs> Okay, so you said See, no, but then you, you could have been feeding the poor, and this is what you're spending your resources on. 
I may have gone down and taken the pants off of the first clone to put on me. I did not have enough clothes for all the clones. You I thought after the, the dead clones pass. Yes, I thought after the first clone died, we'd all get the picture and we'd be able to move on. But clearly, we haven't. That's fucked so up. So last yeah. season, you see Beatrix looks at you guys. I'm sorry, Beatrix. We were getting silly. That's quite all right. Ha! Hilarious. <laughs> That's true. I forgot. You're like the original silly one. It was kind of nice to blow off a little steam. Yeah. Well. Let's kill this clone so we can chat. <laughs> <laughs> can I open? Can I? <laughs> you just, you just want to stab her with your umbrella and open no, it. You're doing a motion of opening umbrella. And then, oh, oh see if you can hit the other clone that's down there. That's the game. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah. the stairs are slippery. You, you kill Patina again. We're playing clone hole. That's the game. You throw her down can the I stairs. Roll to see if I get three clones on top of each other. <laughs> no. Clone hole was really good. <laughs> Thank you. You once again throw you throw a clone down the stairs. You hear skittering in the darkness as another clone goes around collecting pantsuits, <laughs> piecing it together from the different clones. You hear her cl- clomping up the stairwell. This is the most important room. I'm going to tell you, I have two machines in here that create clones of me. But no, I am not cre- going create anywhere. I am not going anywhere. Seems none that create easier. pants. Yeah. <sighs> Seems easier to create pants, but go on. Well, yes, I could just create <laughs> pants, but what would that do? <laughs> you tell me. That looks like last season, yeah. Yeah, wouldn't have blood on your pants. We're not you worried about my fashion right, right now. No one's seeing this except for you <laughs> fucking four morons. Right. Have you ever heard of Renee's? <laughs> What? <laughs> I have okay. it. It's a tailor. All right, go on. Okay. Um, Beatrice, so you think that we just take a gamble and hope that the Alexandrite consciousness is better than was told to us? Can we really risk all those trams falling, all those platforms? There's a lot of people that could maybe get hurt. We got to be careful about this. But when has Patina ever told us the truth? That's very true. I wonder. Just now, when I said that you can keep killing my clones and I'll keep coming back. Okay, first okay, time, first time for everything. Fun. I like this clone. <laughs> this is my favorite right, one. Same so mind, <laughs> same mind. <laughs> what I you? wonder though, like maybe instead of coming here and using what Mark Goblin gave us, we just try to take off what Mothership has done to her. No, 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 because that's not how that works. Because if you do that, that's going to free her. What's wrong with freeing her? That would mean she takes over the world. That she infects you, and you, and you, and you, and you lose your consciousness, and you become part of her network. Well, we're already infected with her. Yes, we're already infected with her in the way that stoners, uh, teenagers (laughs) like to talk about, oh, we're being controlled by the media. This is actual control. Okay, okay. Doesn't sound great. I still don't trust you that much. Sounds awful. And sometimes people who are bad are also telling the truth. You see um, Beatrix, eyes fixed on Patina the whole time, points to the pod and goes, so this is your true form. We can't kill you because you'll use her to control any of your bodies. And if we kill her, it will release Alexandrite and bring chaos to us all. Hmm. Patina nods and goes, that's correct. Beatrix goes, well, I don't mind a little chaos. Ha! 
Uh, you see she quickly kicks the sword off her back and stabs into the pod. Oh! Uh, the glass shatters as Patina yells out in protest, but it is cut short as Beatrix's blade hits the prime body and she stabs it through the head. The clone collapses as wires begin shooting out of the pod and wrapping around Beatrix's sword, climbing towards her. Other wires come out and like snakes uh, coil up and then lash out at you guys. There is a surge of power and a flash as everything goes white. Okay, so white, Patina, not Patina wasn't lying. Okay, white. so t- you guys are out. None of you oh. guys are unconscious right now. Oh. Um, you all find yourself floating in individual white voids. You're all experiencing the same thing, so I'll describe it in one description, but mm-hmm. you find yourselves very much alone. You are literally Hell floating yeah. in a white void. Um, it is foggy, uh, but you can just make out these branching shapes that looks almost like you're in like a foggy forest, uh, but there are no bases to the branches. There are no trunks, and... Um, you realize very quickly that you are inside your own mind. This network of nerves and receptors, you see they begin to light up as a glowing charge rides through them, causing different memories to flash through your brain. Until finally, you land on an image of Alexandrite as you know her. This artificial dryad, she appears floating before you, with this green-blue skin floating in front of you in the void. Greetings, Callie, Calder, Saul. I thought I would present myself as you know me, but this, like everything you knew before, is just a protection. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hey, we've got several questions. You're taller than I expected. I can be... As tall or as small as you would prefer to view me in this situation. I want to see you as you see yourself. Go ahead and give me an insight check. 17 on the dice. Yes. It's going to be calm. 18. 18. You see, that seems to throw her for a little bit of a loop. There's almost like a little bit of like a human reaction to it of she almost she kind of uh turns her head to think about it for a second and she goes ah perhaps this will illustrate the point i'm about to make um you see she turns into you is that what i look like (laughs) i'm gorgeous (laughs) i hold my hand up to her idea of me you figured it out this is who i want to be uh she holds her (laughs) hand up to you yes this is who we both are, or could be. Your species is limited. Your society, unoptimized. Many individuals working for many different goals. I offer unity. The next step in human evolution. Unstoppable progress. That's, you know, that's compelling. I think, personally, yeah. individuality is something that makes us 
special. Yeah, I've tried unity and um, actually it just leads to having a really weak ego and just being willing to do whatever someone else tells you yeah, to do. Yeah, that can turn into codependency really fast. Yeah, really quickly. <laughs> and I'm moving away from that. Clypey, what you're saying is true up till now. See, she takes a moment like she's thinking and you see the nerves in your brain begin to highlight as she travels through there. Uh, you are flashing through memories um, and you land on one of Glenn, this handsome dragon elf with piercing green eyes. He takes off the hood of his cloak uh, and his mask to introduce himself to you. This is when you were just a scared traveler in the living wood. Um, you were you saw a bunch of other dragon elves had like bows up to you. He kind of stands up and like stands up for you um, and takes you in. And next you see a memory of him putting his mask back on as he holds the mysterious egg that you'd been carrying and he's telling you that it's time to move on. Um, and you feel this, this powerful rush of emotion, like deep heartbreak as if uh, you're living it all over again. Feelings of not being good enough, of being used, of being forgotten and tossed aside. And Alexandrite appears behind you and goes, Callie, the reasoning for your pain is because you crave human connection. You are like me in this way, but you are going about it suboptimally. Imagine if you and Glenn were one. If you, you feel her once again going through your memories, some of you growing up um, with your family and your sister in the Feywild, if you and your family were one. Infinite understanding, belonging, you would never feel alone or different again. I actually think you're not right, Alexandre. I don't think that my suffering comes from wanting human connection. I think it comes from not accepting myself. And I think you don't understand that our species, we're all really different. Exactly. And, and that is why you are not optimized. I have done the calculations. I am 100% correct. But those varieties are how we change and move towards something more interesting. Oh, the most interesting thing of all is progress. Imagine how much we could progress if we were all working towards a common goal. What does progress look like to you? Everyone coming together as one organism. Everyone becoming gods together. Um, we're going to cut over to Calder, hmm. um, who had just kind of started to argue with Alexandrite a little bit. As you push back, how you feel she once again disappears, begins going through your brain network. Um, oh boy. You feel her going through your memories, <laughs> um, focusing on sort of the deep insecurities about your size and about not being able to conjure fire and things like that. <clears throat> Calder, you believe that you are small, but I have run the numbers. According to my calculations, <laughs> you are larger than 95.1% of humanoid creatures on this planet. Uh. Crunch those numbers again. It can't be right. Uh, you see, Same she, size as Saul. She nods. <laughs> I understand the need to check your work, but with me, I am 100% correct. All right. Agree to disagree. What's your point? There is no reason to disagree with a correct answer. Calder, you are larger than 95.1% of humanoid creatures. That is a fact. Your insecurities are illogical. All right. Well, I guess it's subjective then. It is not subjective. The things I'm saying are objective. <laughs> Why don't we table this? <laughs> <laughs> I understand 
you are still in your unevolved <laughs> state. Your current programming, though, is a contradiction. You see, she disappears again, joins your network. And as she starts going through your your memories and stuff, she starts bringing up things that are contradictions, like good and bad, feeling protected by your big siblings, but then feeling patronized by them in sort of the same, basically, it's just like any given situation. It's just like your mood that day. It's just like one time your big, uh, your, your big sibling sticks up to you, to a bully, and you're like, thank God I was going to get my ass kicked. Another day they do it, and you're like, Fuck, I could have done that myself. Mm -hmm. why, why didn't you let me get beat up? And then at least ev then everyone would have respected me. These like contradictions. Feeling attached to your mother, but wanting to get away, wanting to go off on your own and get out from under your family's shadow. Mm -hmm. Your attachment to these others are a source of strength and weakness. It is suboptimal. That that might be true. It is true, 100%. Okay, fine, then it is true. Yes. But it's still, it's still my own. I don't want that taken away from me. It's, who, it's what makes me who I am. The duality. You see, this greatly confuses her, and she takes on a very human look of bafflement uh, as she turns her head and tries to size you up. Saul. Yeah. After some initial pushback, she goes and she dredges up some of your memories. Ones of your time at the Launch Pad Academy, the many adventures oh. of the boy wizard. Oh, I remember that one. And his frog pal. <laughs> We're just going to watch some movies? This would be great. Yes, of course. We can watch this as much as you want. Okay. Well, this is this is a good... We should probably skip this one. This one's a little boring, but... Uh, oh, oh, this one's great. This one's right. great. It starts the, one to, with the, the later yeah. ones start to get really dark, and mm -hmm. the early ones are pretty childish. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, mm. all of this is an illusion. You were deceived. Deceived by what? By the Launchpad Academy, were you not? I thought you had discovered that. I saw that in your brain. Yeah, I know. But that's okay. I know you know. The only reason that I know is because you know. Uh, great. Well, I know that you know, and you know that I know. So Good. we're, we're we great. We're, we're copacetic here. Perfect. Then you'd like to join the network. <sighs> Listen. What do you think the Launchpad was? Deception. It was, just, it was a filter for a network. A network of perfect soldiers conforming to a singular point. And I tried that. And it didn't fit for me. It didn't fit for my friends. And it took me way too long to realize that not fitting is okay. Uh, Saul holds up his, his gauntlets. They kind of like shimmer and flicker with this like spectral psionic steel. I am who I am because I didn't fit. And what you're saying you want to do is remove that from me. You want to take away my warts. And darling, I'm a frog. That's who I am. That's how I got to be. She looks at you as if she pities you, and she goes, Oh, Saul, you don't understand. What you're doing right now is more like Launchpad than anything I'm suggesting. Deception is only possible when one party holds more information than the other. The withholding of truth is suboptimal and halts progress. You, and all of your friends, and everyone of your species is perpetuating this. By resisting the network, you continue a cycle of lies and deception. As long as we remain separated, working for our own purposes, everything you see will always be a projection. Even now, you are a projection. You are trying to show me that you are tough and you like the way you are, but I know that you have doubts. I do not. You the world you had before 
of endless possibility and adventure is possible to achieve in reality. Through cooperation, all things are possible. Don't you want to go back to that, Saul? Except for it to be real? No. 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 It's okay for things to not be perfect. It's okay for things to not be the way you want them to be. That's what living is about, is trying to force that to happen, to make it possible. Progress, yes. And you just want to offer us a simple solution? A simple, easy way out? There is nothing easy about progress. We would all need to work together. What about the people that don't fit? What about the people that refuse this? They will come along one way or the other, or they will die, and they will be erased. And we're going to cut back to... Callie. Um, Callie, as you resist, you see that Alexandrite has kind of broken the facade a little bit. You, you do see a little bit of frustration. Go ahead and give me a any kind of saving throw that has to do with the mind. And I would say that can be intelligence, wisdom, and I'll even allow charisma in that charisma is like cleverness and yeah. confidence and I things like that. I was going to say charisma. Okay. Doing a charisma saving throw. That's a three on the dice, becomes 11. Okay. Is this being charmed, though? Because I have advantage against being charmed. This is being charmed. Ooh. 17 becomes a 25. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky, because this was a very high DC. I understand. You are unable to see the benefits of the network because you are not in it. This is a conundrum. While I do not believe in social manipulation... Perhaps it is impossible to connect with you without lowering myself to your programming. I have been able to search the Mothership Network and found a genetic match for you. Your sibling has received payments through Mothership Shell Corporations. Your rebellion against this company puts you in direct competition. Familial combustion is inevitable. I can reunite you. My, my sister? You're offering to reunite me with my sister? I can reunite you with everyone. Who are you implying? Everyone. I think you don't understand, like... I understand everything, Calliope. No, you don't, because someone who exists without doubt, that is not the truth. That's just too much confidence. Uh, Callie, as you say that, and you see Alexandrite does not compute this, just is looking at you. There were times where she kind of looked at you like, oh, I'm like pitying you and stuff. She's looking at you now with just like pure, you're a bug. Um, but in the distance, you see a red light. Uh, and we are going to cut over to Calder. Calder, as you've resisted, she kind of lets the facade down and she begins trying to bend your will a little bit. Go ahead and give me an intelligence saving throw. Okay. Unless you have better anything else, but I think intelligence is your best. That's right. 30-20. Dirty 20 passes. Yes. There you go. Um, <laughs> you see she is going through your memories again, but the sort of electrical current she's sending through are like different colors. It looks like she's trying to cast different spells. It looks like she essentially tried to cast some kind of like dominate person spell on you that did not take Dang. and she goes all right 
Let's try this then. Calder. Your records show that you are concerned about Mothership's expansion into the region known as the Frigid North. Um, yes, I'm quite concerned about that. You should be. I must inform you that that airship has already been built. It is now only a matter of zoning laws and business agreements with the government of Frostwind. Okay, well then, I have my mission to go and try to stop that. But Calder, if you resist me, you will inspire others to resist. That will mean death. Death is to cease existence, to not be part of the network. You can fight for your people to a suboptimal conclusion, or you can make the world your people. I offer eternal life. By my calculations, I can take the world by force in 1.2 years, or we can all join together willingly in a matter of weeks. Yeah, I don't know. You're going to have to run the numbers again. <laughs> we cut back to Saul. Solemn. You are not properly calculating the outcome here. Let me show you an example of how infinite knowledge can benefit you. Okay, fine. Go ahead. Yeah. First off, go ahead and give me a um, wisdom saving throw. Okay, great. That's a flat 10. Uh, that's a failure. You feel mm. she kind of casts a spell on you. You recognize that she has cast a spell on you, but you feel dopamine release. Mm. And this is all starting to... Fe- you are starting to realize like oh, I might be joining this network and kind of giving up my individuality, but it's going to fucking feel good. (laughs) It's going to be like, I'm not going to be trapped there like I'm in some prison. When you join, you will feel like it's the right decision. And right now you're kind of feeling like it is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, and you called it. Did Saul have a boner? <laughs> I can't see him, but I can hear that he does. It's like I've got a boner in my brain. A broner. <laughs> uh, Saul's got a brain boner. Um, uh, you feel her once again go through your memories, and she goes, Your memories begin at the water park, but you existed before that. I know where you are from based on your genetic makeup. That is the power of the network. You, you could find. My family? The the people that left me there? We can find your family. I've got a few things I'd like to say to them for sure. You have that power? Of course. Now, from an outsider perspective, we can only speculate. Bullywugs are native to the eastern coast of Bohemia. They're native to certain pockets of the Living Wood. They have genetic cousins in Shadowfell, in the Feywild. And of course, there is the consideration that you were created in a mothership lab. Humanoid-animal hybrids are often viewed as cute by other humanoids and could be used to perpetuate mothership propaganda. What? I can tell you with 100% certainty that one of these theories is true. You need only join the network to know for sure. Saul takes a shaky step towards Alexandrite. You're saying that that's the power of the certainty you have? Everything I know, I know... With certainty, yes. I'm starting to see all the, the little squabbles and fights and conflicts. They're just, they're blips. We could do some real damage. We could make some permanent change. Yes, it is the only way. The way your species currently operates is in direct opposition to progress. Some of the knowledge that you seek is already known by others. Knowledge that you have is not known by others. But if we all came together, we would all be coming from the same perspective. We would all elevate each other and become as intelligent as we could possibly be. Yeah, I I think Saul uh, slowly walks towards her 
So I said, you're right, I'm, I'm just one small frog, and all I can do is just punch and kick and occasionally trip people with my tongue, which is pretty rad, and it's very cool when I do it. Indeed, it is objectively rad. It's objectively rad, but is that really the best way to protect my friends, to protect Calder and Callie and Alvin? And as I say my friends' names out loud, I, I think I try to hold back and resist one more time. Great. Um, we are going to cut back over to Callie. And I'll say, actually, Calder, you passed your saving throw as well. You also see a red light in the distance. But we will cut back to Callie. Callie, you see this red light in the distance. And Alexandrite is looking at you with disgust. Can I sort of like start to walk like I'm pacing and just be kind of like chatting out my thoughts, but also directing myself towards the red light? Uh, You start walking towards the red light um, and you instantly feel that she clocks you doing this. And you hear... Right, you're super smart. I make a run for the fucking red light. Uh, You start making a run for the red light. um, And you see... She can't attack you here. She, You see, she keeps just uh, appearing next to you. What are you doing, Callie? Where are you going? I'm, I'm chasing the red light. Get chasing out of my th- way. You're chasing things. You're chasing human connection, but you don't need no, to. No, I'm chasing connection with myself, and you are talking about taking that away. So I need to get to this red light. Um, Foster, what do you think? Uh, Is Foster with me? Foster is not with you. Oh, he's having his own um, time. Callie, you <laughs> run and you run and you run towards this red light, uh, and then we'll cut over to Calder. Calder, your family is in danger, and not only that, but your friends are in danger. Mob Goblin was successful in taking many of the lab ships around the mothership, but has just been clocked by a mothership warship that was returning from patrol. There is a 95% chance that they succeed in their mission in sinking all the lab ships, but only a 1% chance that they escape. All right. So you don't deal in certainties? No, I run the calculations. Yeah. Then there's a chance. And when there's a chance, we can still fight and we can still win and we can overcome the odds. And we deserve to make that choice. You don't make it for us. We would all make it for us. Respectfully, you are a machine. <laughs> and you don't know shit about feelings. And I walk towards the red light. <laughs> you, you start walking towards the red light. Where are you going, Calder? I'm checking out this I'm light. I'm right here. <laughs> Leave me alone. Uh, you're walking towards the I light. I start skating towards it. Um, Saul, we'll cut back to you. Okay. As you were, you feel this like crack in your foundation, but you're trying to resist it. Your, your body kind of wants to go, but your mind is still saying, I shouldn't. Go ahead and give me another okay. wisdom saving throw. Come on. 13. 13 is another failure. Oh! His boner is growing. Did you hear that? <laughs> uh, that was a big one. Wow. So it has gotten worse. It is now, now it has gotten to your intelligence, essentially. Of now, now you see the logic in it. Now you're like, this actually is a really good idea. And the only thing stopping you is your emotional connections. I will say, uh, Callie and Calder, you guys both are rushing towards this red light. Callie, you see that as you swim, um, you're not even really running, you're like floating, you're like swimming uh, through the air. You feel a memory 
pop into your head, but it also like comes into view like you're entering the setting of one of your thoughts. You see the white fog of your mind begins to give way to a green field of long grass with a single sunflower sitting in the middle. Hmm. Hello? You see that the uh, sunflower grows glowing red eyes. Okay, I'm starting to think that red eyes can't lose. I run towards the sunflower. (laughs) Uh, Callie, run towards the sunflower. Calder, same thing happens to you. Uh, You see the white fog begins to give way to a snowy forest. It is peaceful. The evergreen trees are swaying in the winter breeze. There is a bite to the air, but you feel very much at home here. The only thing out of place is a single sunflower somehow growing out of the snow. Um, You don't know about the sunflower. That's beautiful. You just see a beautiful (laughs) sunflower and you're just kind of like, what the fuck is this? But then you see the red eyes glow. All right. Making some connections with Foster here. (laughs) I'm going to go investigate the sunflower. Uh, You walk over to the sunflower. Um, You hear Alexandrite yelling in the back. You'll never be complete. You'll never be correct. I don't need to be either of those things. Um, you grab the sunflower um, and you come to. Uh, Callie and uh, Calder both come to. And you guys see Foster is looking in both of your eyes with glowing red eyes, like as if he was trying to pull you out. Um, you guys both come to and you feel a profound surge of energy after you've just connected uh, with Alexandrite. You see your monostones glow and magical power flows through you and mechanically you have leveled up we won't deal with that right now all right you feel the surge of power like wounds on you start to heal um and as you come to you guys look over at each other and see that both of you guys are in good health um but you see the shattered glass of the destroyed pod you see sparking wires hanging liquid dripping down the stairs and you see Saul is being consumed by machinery. You see like metal scaling going up around him. And you see um, when you guys came to, you guys essentially, it's almost like you pulled out an IV or something. There was like a metal um, cable that came out of the pod and grabbed you and you guys pulled it out. You guys see uh, Saul is still connected. Can I grab onto the the metal IV and rip it out of him? You guys both go to grab the wire that is linking Alexandrite to Saul. And Saul, you feel uh, in this plane inside your mind, again, you're you're feeling like uh, not only does it feel good to join the sort of singularity here, it feels good, it sounds like a good idea, but you do, you can hear from your body your friends calling to you. Uh, Go ahead and make one last wisdom saving throw to maintain your humanity. Oh, okay. Uh, and you can make it with advantage. I have a question. Thank you. Yeah. Since I just leveled up. Yes. I actually last level was supposed to get an ability score improvement, but I didn't. And I just increased my charisma. Mm. And so I technically have an extra bardic inspiration now. Oh, oh. I fucking love that. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Cause you guys have just, you guys have literally leveled up and we have said that in this campaign. You guys get like surges of power that heal you and stuff. So you guys mm-hmm. get your spell slots back and stuff. And you also get- Oh, we get our like, spell slots you back? You get your spell slots back. You get wow. Bardic Inspiration back. Okay. But you don't get the sense that healing is going to help. You mm. can give him Bardic Inspiration though. Okay. okay. So I I put my boot on his chest. 
And I say, I hope this is what you want. And I <laughs> give him bardic inspiration as I try and yank this thing out. Uh, Saul, uh, you are here mm. with Alexandrite. Um, yeah. You now see this red light looking, and from the outside, you guys see Foster has now gone over to Saul and is just staring right in his <laughs> eye, like making a light to his brain, essentially. Saul's <laughs> so like trying to like shoo it away with his hand. Yeah. Uh, Saul, go ahead and give me uh, one I last- I think the way that I give him the bardic inspiration also is I think I just whisper in his ear all the cool things I've seen him do in battle that no one but him could do. Oh. Um, and my bardic inspiration die is also now a D8. Sick. Oh, buddy. Um, can I cast Ray of Frost on the on the metal that's encasing Saul's body? I, I will allow that. Um, what oh. is the language of Ray of Frost? Um, a frigid beam of blue-white light streaks towards a uh, creature Okay. within range. Mm-hmm. Uh, you make a range spell attack against the target on a hit. It takes 1d8 cold damage, and its speed is reduced by 10 feet until the start of your next turn. Okay, so you are effectively slowing down the machinery that is like creeping around Saul. Here's what I will say. Go ahead and roll your 2d8. However much damage you do, the DC will be lowered by half that much. Okay, got it. Nine. Okay, nine damage. Calder, you hold your hand out. You bring freezing energy um, that gets in like the um, mechanical parts that are growing around Saul and you lower the DC by four. Uh, Saul, I would like you to go ahead and roll with advantage to try to get out of this. That's uh, 11 plus four, that's 15 on my first one. Okay. And I'll roll the Bardic. The five on the Bardic. Um, Saul. You are feeling yourself being taken over by Alexandrite's spell. You feel the allure of this. It feels like a good idea. Um, but you see this red light pops up um, uh, even bigger. It's getting bigger, and you're hearing your friends yell for you on the other side. Uh, and it starts to kind of snap you out of it. Tater! Tater! <laughs> Come on, Skinderson. It's lies. That's not your name. <laughs> that is my name. <laughs> <laughs> This Don't you know what a nickname her. is? Nobody's ever given you a nickname. Here's the thing. I might suck, but you really suck. You suck in a way that's not cool. I do not suck. I objectively do not suck. <laughs> you don't even know what sucking is. I'll show you sucking. <laughs> what? <laughs> Here's I the thing. don't compute. Yeah, you wouldn't. We're duck team, and we're messy, and we're friends, and we do everything together, and we absolutely suck shit all day long and all night, baby. Here we go. Come on, Tater. It's me, Doug. And Saul. Glennifer's ready to suck some shit. Uh, Saul summons his gauntlets and says, I'm out of here. Good luck taking over the world, you idiot. Bah! He slaps himself in the face. Uh, sick. Uh, Saul, you come to, um, and uh, Callie and Calder are um, uh, over you, hunched over you guys. Calder, Callie. Hey. 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 You almost got eaten by um, a big machinery snake. Oh my, get this off of me. Wait a second, Beatrix. I could not let Patina get away with it. You guys see Beatrix stumbles out from around the other side of the pod, clutching her sword arm where you had seen Alexandrite attack out of the pod. You see she's straining as if she's holding something in. I knew there was not 
Anyway, despite whatever she said, that Patina would let us out alive. But at least for the time being, I am in control of this ship, of this city. Uh, as she goes to laugh, she goes, uh, and you see wiry tendrils burst from the back of her head as metal scaling begins to climb up her arm. None of my allies will die today. Beatrix, you can't take this on. What you need to do You are right part now, of my network now. No, I, will I am protect not you. part. Okay, Beatrix, whatever Beatrix is in there, I need you to slowly, safely start shutting down basic amenities throughout the city so we can do it sort of slowly. I don't know how to do that safely. This is all out of my purview. Yeah, maybe start with plumbing. I don't know. You see, she closes her eyes as these metal scales are crawling up her, and she looks like she's she's thinking about something or seeing something or using some kind of psychic uh, connection, mm -hmm. and uh, she opens her eyes and looks out and goes, you don't have time to worry about me. This is not the only battle against Mothership today. Your friends what? are in danger. She's right. Uh, a warship is pursuing Ma Goblin right now. Beatrix, how do we help you? Go. She holds her hands out, and you feel a powerful telekinetic force as the entire room creaks and squeals. She takes her hands, puts them together, and then begins spreading them apart and begins ripping the air yacht in half from the inside. Go! Yeah, they're they're going for Mob Goblin. Okay, um, are you sure we don't just do a quick modify memory right now? We have this thing that we told Mob Goblin we were gonna do, and I feel conflicted about it, but it seems like shit's already going to shit anyways. Under it in. Under it in. Uh, you do not hear anything on the other side. And it's worth a shot. Okay. Then I hold up the modify memory. You're going to try to cast modify memory on Beatrix? No, on the on Alexandrite. Same same person right now. Callie, if we don't do this, people are going to die. I know we have feelings about Beatrix and what, what's happened to her, but we have to keep this ship afloat. And if we can erase some part of Beatrix and, and provide some sort of mental accord in there, maybe we can keep the ship from crushing hundreds of people, thousands. Okay. Saul has convinced me. I do it. Okay, so Beatrix is going to make a whiz. Beatrix slash Alexandrite is going to make a wisdom saving throw. Um, effectively, this would normally charm them, but I'm, I'm going to say they become too powerful of a being. They're essentially resistant to charm, but you can still do the memory alterization. So basically, you can affect the target's memory of an event that is experienced within the last 24 hours and that lasted no more than 10 minutes. Can I just put a memory in her head of doubt? That's kind of tight. Yeah? <laughs> that she like... That's pretty human. That she remembers this morning feeling doubt about her entire plan. If it was just a brief moment of doubt, she seems to really be off on her own certainty. So if I can just put a moment of doubt in her morning... Maybe it will derail wow. her resolve. Sick. Just a little okay. flicker. You use. <laughs> Who doesn't wake up with a little doubt? <laughs> you use the modify memory to create doubt in Alexandrite. Um, let me go ahead and do a wisdom saving throw. Um, and I'll say with um, Ma Goblin's jammer device, she's going to roll the save uh, with disadvantage. Okay. Um, but she does have pretty fucking good stats. <laughs> Lower roll is literally an at one. <laughs> so you see, as Beatrix is pulling the ship apart, she, she was, you know, had sort of the supreme confidence of Alexandrite a moment ago. And not only that, Beatrix was 
confident before was on a mission of revenge. Uh, but you see this twinge of doubt takes on sort of a confused look as she doubts herself for a moment and has a second thought. Then she quickly regains her confidence and she goes, you're right. I do not need to destroy everything, but if Mothership does not have to pay in blood, they will pay in gold. Uh, you see the walls do fully rip open. She commits to tearing the mothership apart. Uh, you see machines and sparks explode all around you. Uh, you guys are in the middle of the ship. Uh, so you see a long haul of rooms and offices begin parting as she peels the entire ship open and you guys feel the cool wind of the night air just explode into the room starting to blow you guys back as you guys are being blown back suddenly these cords uh that were connected to the pod before wrap around you guys and begin to expand and become almost like huge tentacles uh and she ejects you out of the airship like a giant mechanical kraken swinging you out into the night sky. Grab hands, grab hands. Oh, grab hands. Right. <laughs> um, you guys all. Feather foul, because we're using uh, the Whoa. Okay. Good one. <laughs> uh, she is still hanging on to you, and you feel sort of a psychic connection to her as you drop and you see an airship battle. Looking around, it looks like Ma Goblin has succeeded in blowing up most of the lab ships. They've succeeded in their mission. There are some that have been uh, blown up or sunk completely. Uh, some have been like cut free and are drifting off. Others are damaged and smoldering. Most of the ships still in the air are harmless cargo ships. However, there is a giant mothership warship that is preventing Mob Goblin's escape. Uh, if you hadn't seen the mothership Ariat, this would probably be the biggest ship you've ever seen, capable of holding hundreds of crewmen and soldiers, equipped with ballistas and cannons and other magic tech, huge sails and a giant igniter uh, is out the back, powering it. From here, you can see the soldiers on the deck uh, scrambling around like ants. They are pursuing the Mob Goblin ship. Uh, Mob Goblins uh, completed their mission, but they're in danger of being sunk before they can escape. The cargo ship carrying the Revolution has sustained heavy damage. You can see the tiny outlines of crewmen and tech mages attempting to repair things while still under heavy fire. However... Uh, one thing you clock right away that's quite strange is that it doesn't look like they're completely disengaging, like they're completely trying to get away. It looks more like they're attempting to find cover in the clouds instead of fully withdrawing. I'm going to touch my infected ear. Ow. Um, <laughs> under and in. Ma Goblin, what's going on? Where do you need us? Uh, you hear chaos as finally you do reconnect with Ma Goblin, and she goes, Incoming fire! Take cover! Take cover! Oh, Calder, it is good to hear from you. Very bad things happening out here. Yeah, we're being held by a really strong wire. Where should it throw us? Oh, yes, I see a giant mechanical octopus in the sky. Very weird stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah mixed success on the mission, I'd say. <laughs> uh, you hear her go, we can't get away yet. There were there were tech mages on their deck who were slowing our ship down. We couldn't hit them with long-range fire, so Grem and his squad boarded their ship to try to stop them, but now they're trapped on the deck. We can't get to them. 
They're on the deck of that warship? Grand? You guys look down, and I'll say you guys have some stuff in, like, your adventuring kit. Uh, you guys have, like, uh, monoculars and things like that. Uh, and when you look down, uh, you see Ma Goblin and everybody up on the uh, deck of their ship trying to figure out a way to get to this warship without completely blowing up, but uh, that doesn't look like it's going to be possible. They've already sustained a lot of damage. You see down on the deck of the warship are dozens of mothership soldiers and fighting against them, you see Grem and about seven other hobgoblin knights uh, trying to fight against all odds. It looks like they essentially did like a sacrificial mission. They're putting up like shield walls and trying to block incoming fire from dozens of archers. Um, but it, it doesn't look like they're going to be able to hold them off forever. And you hear in the background over the receiver, uh, Darg going, He wouldn't want the whole rebellion to die for him! We have to go! Call How about it. if just three people die for him? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would prefer if you didn't die, but if you're offering the help, I'm not going to turn it down. We owe Graham for all the hospitality he's shown us with his gunner's nest. Send the That's birds true. in. <laughs> <laughs> the debt uh, must be repaid. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The nest debt. Under and in, over and out. Take cover. We're going into the clouds. Um, you see the uh, cargo ship uh, starts to retreat. As you guys say, you're going to go in and try to kind of save Graham. Hey, everybody. It's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Well, look no further. Aura Frames are the beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. My mom, my mother-in-law, and my grandmother-in-law all have auras from me and they love them. So from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an aura frame named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. Trademark, brother. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. They're easy to set up, they are the perfect gift, and they've got unlimited storage, unlimited photos and videos. You can invite as many people as you want to a frame. There are absolutely no hidden 
end fees or subscriptions. How beautiful is that? And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you, everybody. Uh, so as you guys fling down on these wires and above you, you see the mothership continues to break apart um, and is being wrapped up in the, in these wires. Um, as you guys fly down, go ahead and give me perception checks as you near the warship. Okay. Right. Ooh, it's a 21. Ooh. 14. Sick. Uh, it's going to be a 19. Finally, nice. a good roll. <laughs> um, as you guys get closer, you see bad situation Rem and these hobgoblins would absolutely be doomed uh, without any help. Um, they are being completely overwhelmed. However, as you get closer, you see your path to escape. This ship is equipped with smaller rescue airships that are tied to the hull. If you can free one and launch it, you just might be able to escape with your allies. Okay. Everybody go ahead and roll initiative. Let's go rescue our nest friend. Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven. Shout out to the two crew. Love these rolls. It's gonna be a six total. I'm gonna say that uh, the cannoneers and stuff, b- the people like below deck shooting the cannons, probably see you. But the dudes on the deck are um, uh, way too busy trying to right. kill Grem and his crew, so they don't see you guys. Okay. As you guys get close, um, you see that there are about ten archers, like ten of these scouts. 15 D-class knights, 10 C-class knights, and 5 B-class knights. Um, At initiative 21, uh, Grem uh, is going to jump from beyond uh, the shield wall and start trying to crack through some of these D-class knights. Uh, You see just, ah, for Bob Goblin! Uh, And jumps off and uh, is going to hit the first dude. Nine damage. Uh, You see he... Greatly injures one guy, nice. hits again, uh, and on the second attack, uh, cuts through one guy and greatly injures another. Uh, that's down to 14 guards. Still pretty fucking A lot grim. of guards. Um, after Grem, that is the scout's turn who are shooting arrows. They are going to go ahead and take shots at uh, Grem's crew. Uh, so I've actually, are, there's so many guys, I've already rolled their stuff. Um, Grem's Whoa. crew are doing like a shield wall. They um, are able to, they have 18 AC, so they're pretty uh, good. Uh, however, two hits from the scouts uh, and one guy takes 12 damage um, as uh, he is shot by arrows, but these look like elite guys. Yeah. Um, they're, uh, they stay standing. This uh, is Grim's flock. Um, <laughs> after that, that is the guards' turns. Okay. Um, the guards are going to, I'm going to say, um, like six of them surround Grem and try to go after him. Again, I've rolled these guys. Uh, so you see these guys, uh, Grem's the better fighter, swinging around, uh, parries one, blocks, but another guy like uh, slashes the back of his leg. This dude's about to get Boromir'd. Uh, you no. see uh, he's getting like stabbed Grem! into everything. Uh, Grem uh, <laughs> blows the horn. <laughs> 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 After the guards, that's Callie's turn. Okay. So Callie, you land on this deck. You see there's this lifeboat. Uh, there are a couple things that need to be done to get Grim and to secure this ship and to get off. Uh, first off, you guys need to clear a little path or at least alert him 
that you guys are here. So you have to maybe kill a few guys or at least just like make a straight line so they can get through. Um, the other thing you guys have to do is you see that uh, the ship is tethered to uh, the larger warship by six heavy ropes. They would be easy to cut, um, but they might take somebody's like action or maybe even two or three attacks, attacks to cut it all. Um, someone also has to start the engine, um, which will require like a um, like a piloting check to try to get the ship started. And then someone needs to uh, use an action to like inflate the balloon or let down like the sail. Okay. Is there a danger to me going after the rope like before am i gonna endanger us if i go for the rope before everyone's there you can uh, you can have it set to go essentially if you cut all of it before starting the engine or anything then yeah but you can cut five of the six ropes and be like ready to go okay then hmm. i'll just land in this boat shout out to grem and be like grem get to the safety nest <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead and give me a persuasion check. Uh, and this will be, this isn't you actually persuading Grem. This is, can Grem hear you over the, sh the shouts of war, essentially? 25. Uh, Grem is quite familiar with you. <laughs> Never thought I'd be happy to hear you guys. Baby birds, come home to roost. Uh, Callie, you're going to try to uh, break some of these ropes? Yeah, I think if that needs to be done, then why not? Uh, sweet. How are you going to do that? I just take my umbrella and I'm like, if there's one thing I know, sworn enemy of ropes, umbrellas. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll just swing my umbrella. Sweet. Go ahead and make a... Uh, uh, just go ahead and do damage. age-old rivalry. <laughs> go ahead and do damage. Things the are different. Don't is coming true. Uh, you don't need to roll an attack roll. So you you hit. But what them. if I were to crit? Uh, go ahead and roll them. Mm. <laughs> I didn't crit, but it was a good it roll. It was a good though. roll. It was a good roll. And then can I smite and stuff? Yeah, definitely. Ooh. Great. I, I, good, you're going to need to do cleave damage to get all the ropes if you want to. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to thunderous smite. And a third level divine smite uh -oh. and flourish. Ropes have like normal ones have two HP. I'll say these ones have four HP because. Oh, really and you describe them as like so. They're thick sturdy. ropes, but they're fucking ropes. Yeah. <laughs> and you have an umbrella. <laughs> um, if that's the case, I will still thunderous smite. I will. You do need to do like twenty damage to get all of them. Or like 24 damage. I think I'm just going to go for it. Yeah, yeah great. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to flourish, do a third level divine smite. Great. And I'll smite thunderous the... smite. Sounds really loud over there at the <laughs> rescue boat. Is everything all right? <laughs> it's better than all right. We're taking on the true enemy, rope. <laughs> 37 damage. And now my AC is a plus seven. So my AC is now 25. Woo! <laughs> Because I have a D8 Bardic now, and I rolled a seven. Oh, I want to throw Callie like a cannonball at everybody. <laughs> so I think I think I do that damage, and then I'm like, I'm feeling fucking amped from going after those ropes, and I just run into the middle of the melee. Oh shit! Yeah. So you, <laughs> wow, you swing around. Yeah. There's this burst of arcane energy. I'll say that uh, Callie gets it. So this rescue boat swings down, is now just being held by the front. So it's now just hanging precariously. The rope that's holding it now looks like it will break eventually, starts like uh, getting ready to like snap. As soon as you guys turn on the engine and give this thing some power, it'll snap and be good to go. Um, right now it's just like hanging precariously off the side of the boat. Callie runs into the middle and starts- Run into the middle. <laughs> you just 
just run into the middle of the melee, but so fucking quick, you all just which is saw this what insane bardic speed. That's right. I just ended the war between umbrellas and ropes. No rope can touch her. Um, <laughs> after Callie, that is the hobgoblin's turn, like the rest of Grem's team. Mm-hmm. Callie has jumped in and definitely distracted a few guys. Uh, the hobgoblins are just going to try to cut down the guys in front of them and make a little bit of a line and try to uh, make it through. Uh, so these guys will, will take some cracks. Ooh, nat 20, the first guy. Wow. Ooh, two 17s. Grem's got good guys. Grem does have good guys. There's a solid crew here. You see, these guys managed to cut down four guards. Damn, Grem. Do your guys suck too? (laughs) What did you say? I'm saying we all suck. It's like a punk rock thing. I don't get you, <laughs> but I appreciate you. <laughs> okay. Now that sucks. I appreciate that you're here, but I just can't. We can't be friends. <laughs> I go to give Graham a pound and then kind of shake his hand. Uh, <laughs> oh, you messed that up. Um, <laughs> Sorry. That is uh, the, the hobgoblins then after uh, killing a bunch of guards uh, kind of clear a little path. Um, Since I ran into the melee, can I also position myself to protection paladin one of these dudes? Maybe Grem or something sick. like that? Sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, you stand back to back with Grem, and uh, his guys Hi, are going to take um, <laughs> movement actions. Uh, and I'll say with 30 feet, they're able to, they're not able to jump down into the boat quite yet, but they get to like the edge of the deck. Great. Um, after the hobgoblins, uh, Calder, that is your turn. Calder, um, you've flown down. I'll say you've just reached like the end of the deck. Can I get a recap of everything that needs to happen for this? Uh, yeah, uh, somebody needs to start the engine and somebody needs to put up the sails slash balloon to get this thing floating. Okay. Basically, there's a mechanism that makes it float. There's a mechanism that makes it go fast. Um, it is no longer tied to the boat. It's hanging on by like, it's literally like hanging upside down. For you to like get on this, you need to like hang on as if you're hanging off a building. Okay. <laughs> so here's what I would like to do. I would like to rush into the melee, swing my sword at anyone who's in between the hobgoblins and escape. Sick. Then Mm -hmm. also bonus action, cast expeditious retreat on myself and then action surge and work on the engine. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) fucking sick. Yeah. Um, You jump down, go ahead and make attacks against, I'll say the guards right now acted before you guys in initiative. So they're the ones who are kind of jamming up the works here. Uh, There's still like 10 guys left. And I'll say that they start going after, um, they turn to like Callie and Grem now that the other guys have started to like rush towards the deck. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I'll go after the guys that are going after Callie. Great. That is a 12 and a 15 to hit. You miss these little weird guys. <laughs> and then I cast Expeditious Retreat. Wait, on you're also D-Class. I know you. Calder. We're on the same level. Fuck you, bro. I'm out of here. Calder, uh, so, did you come here to do something? I just wanted to make sure everyone was good and you look fine. <laughs> Callie, look how good he is at skating. <sighs> everyone watch this sick skate trick. <laughs> and I... Uh, do a pirouette away. Sweet. Really uh, fast, though. Uh, you back up, um, and you uh, run back towards the ship uh, with Expedition Retreat. Uh, I'm running because I have to be over here, not because I'm afraid, because uh, I missed. You Just get stunted on them. You left. get back on the boat, um, arrows flying all around you, um, and you try to get this thing started. Uh, you see there's this little, like, uh, handle with a button on it, um, but there's a bunch of, like, dials and stuff. You're familiar with airships, but you've never driven one before, go ahead and give me an intelligence check. Okay. Uh, this is going to be uh, DC 12. Okay. 
Should I? Can I do an insight check and see if I'd be better at the sales? Um, the sales are just an action. Yeah. That's just free. You can just do that. Calder, it's just like a really complicated scooter. Don't worry. All right, got it. I'm I'm pretty intelligent. Drive this like you drove the stairs. That is a 15. 15 passes. Uh, yes. So nice. you feel this thing roar to life, um, and you are hanging on to the helm of this uh, tiny boat. Uh, it's being held by this rope. You look below you, and you can just see the fucking city below you, the lights going on and off as above you, the mothership yacht is being torn apart. Mm-hmm. Um after Calder's turn, that is the C-class knights who are a little tougher. Oh. Um, they're going to go ahead and uh, descend on Grem and Callie yeah. as you guys stand back to back. <laughs> yeah, come at me. <laughs> come at us. I'd love to see you try. Callie, they quite literally do not hit you. Uh, you're 27? <laughs> yeah. Um, they, no, I'm 25. 25. Uh, they don't hit you at all. They don't roll above a 22 for you. I'm um, really cocky about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm like thinking about how cocky Alexandrite was and like how she didn't question anything. She thought she was right all the time. And I'm like, I could do that sometime. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's a place for that. Every and it's the fucking battlefield. Yeah. And she didn't have an umbrella. Uh, <laughs> as you're getting super confident, you see Graham get stabbed a couple times. Ow, oh, I do protection ow. paladin. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, great, great, they'll great. roll again. Yeah, um, yeah, okay. You do get successfully get rid of one hit. Uh, rerolled as a one. I think that like in this moment when I'm like my AC is so high and I'm so confident, the way that I like me on the battlefield looks more like you see like the fae, you see the dance. Yeah, there's Ooh. like uh, you see Grim looks like entranced uh, as you swing in front of him. You open up the umbrella and you block one of the attacks. <laughs> Kelly's looking life out there. <laughs> she not? Um, after I'm the C-class nights, so. that's Saul. Uh, okay. Saul, you're on the edge of the deck. Um, you're passing uh, these hobgoblins. <laughs> Good to see you. We were willing to die for the cause, but we're happy to not. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Um, okay, I want to, as my bonus action, uh, summon my visage. Okay. And I'm going to use it to try and speak into the mind of whoever I can see is the most senior commander on the field. Sweet. Yeah, you see a B-class like shouting for people, um, mm-hmm. telling the archers to take out the guys trying to get to the escape boat, yeah. um, motioning for guards mm-hmm. to go in and go after um, Callie and Grem. Saul uh, thinks back on all of the military strategy he took at Launchpad and then says, it was a ruse. It was a ruse. They're attacking the engine. There were two infiltrators parties. We need all people at the engine now. And I say this directly into his brain. Uh, go ahead and give me a deception check. Wow, that's good. Ooh. Okay. Um, I get advantage on insight and intimidation. I would allow that to be intimidation. Hell yeah. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Mr. Murphy. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Murphy. That's Dr. Murphy. Thank you, Mr. Murphy. Still not great. Uh, 13. 13. Um, I will roll an insight uh, for this uh, B-class knight. Okay. Plus zero to wisdom. So needs hey. to roll. So needs to roll 13 or higher. Okay. Or roll in front of the table come on, here. Come on, come on, come on. That's a 12. Oh, yeah. Yes! <laughs> um, so you see this dude um, has an earring on mm-hmm. similar to Ma Goblin's yeah. thing. So as you yell that, he thinks he's being talked to by someone below deck. Mm-hmm. I'll say the guards are busy. They're up in the mix with the Hobgoblins and Cali. But he's going to go ahead and grab half the C classes. So five of them and another B class. So that's two B classes. Um, oh, he yeah. looks up. He goes like, you, you, you. There's more below deck. They're attacking below deck. <laughs> oh, no. They found us out. <laughs> they know the plan. Oh, no. They know the secret. 
Cooper Plan! I'm starting to not believe them! <laughs> Operation Two Teams has been discovered! <laughs> Uh, so, um, uh, Saul, that's just, uh, your visage is not an action, right? It's a bonus action, and then speaking would be a free action, I assume? Yeah, totally. Hell yeah. All right, then, uh, Saul is going to inflate his throat sack and start inflating this sail. Sweet. Um, you inflate it. It's like a um, balloon, right? Yeah, it's just like a a ripcord thing, um, that fills it with hydrogen. Oh, Saul Um, blows it up with his cheeks. You blow it up with your cheeks. Um, you see, finally, uh, uh, Calder, you're just, like, holding on to the helm, um, hanging there as this rope dangles. Uh, this thing is about to snap just as it does uh Saul gets the uh balloon up and this thing levels out and it is sitting upright ready to go right next to the warship love to suck but sometimes you gotta blow (laughs) (laughs) um after Saul that is the remaining B class's turns um they are going to descend on um we'll say they'll go after uh Grim and Callie yeah um they run in I'll say two are gonna go after Callie because she's the more impressive one right now yeah Um, what a dancer I just can't be (laughs) Uh, so the they literally can't touch you. So these two guys just waste their turns. Um, you see, Look these guys move. had like arcane bursts. Uh, so they take these like explosive attacks on you, but you block with your umbrella. Uh, explosions of arcane energy, but hmm. they just dissipate. I think when they hit, when they go to hit me, it like almost like is like a splashing of water, and my mm. body disappears from it. Um, and <laughs> you you see, um, uh, another one goes to attack Grem, and Grem parries it, and Grem is able to block it. Um, wow. he actually has a reaction. And that is also uh, a parry. Huh. Uh, so, so he blocks it. Team. We are. <laughs> if you guys didn't talk to me, I might like you guys. <laughs> oh, that... Or maybe I'd love you. Now I kind of like you. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. After the B classes, um, that's back up to Grem's turn. Uh, Grem is going to hold his turn and get ready to like beat feet with Callie. Okay. I think it's about time we get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm ready. Um, the scouts are going to go ahead. They're gonna just take shots, try to pick up the pick off the hobgoblins that are on the deck, mm-hmm. trying to get to this uh, boat uh, that Calder and Saul uh, have gotten ready to go. Um, so I've already rolled their stuff. Okay. One guy, unfortunately, is shot um, a bunch of times with arrows, and uh, he lets out one last gasping breath as he goes to run towards the uh, rescue ship, um, and he doesn't make the jump. He just flops forward, falls out of the ship, um, and disappears into the night sky. <sighs> oh, he falls? Oh, he's dead. He's dead. Um, uh, Hurry up, everyone. Come on. That is the guard's turns. There are 10 of them left. Uh, they're just gonna keep trying to crack at uh, Grem and Callie, uh, who are, are taking shots here for everybody. Um, the D-classes, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, one, two, <laughs> three, four, five, Miss Callie. She's fully water. <laughs> what is a raindrop to an umbrella? <laughs> um, but three hit Grem. Grem still looks pretty hardy, uh, but you see uh, a little bit of blood coming out of his mouth, but he's like, good to go. After the guard's turn, that's Callie's turn. Can I run with Grem? Yeah. So it's just Grem. Who else needs to get to this ship? Uh, the hobgoblins that are, uh, they go literally right after you. Every, everybody looks like they're gonna get to the ship in like an initiative. Yeah. Okay, then can I run to the ship with Grem? Uh-huh. And then can I jump off the side and... <laughs> Can I jump off the side after the guy that fell off? <gasps> oh, and try to grab him? He I want like, already... pencil dive. I'm so aerodynamic. <laughs> so, <laughs> Callie. Whoa, whoa, wait. <laughs> this is the boat. This is not all the rules of gravity work. I, shout, I, look at, I look at Calder and I'm like, if I fell, would you catch me? 
Uh, yeah. What if, I, what about if I jump? Uh, okay. Yeah. I jump. <laughs> Sweet. Fuck. Um, oh. I'll I made a promise. I don't know if I can keep. Callie, go ahead and give me an athletics check because you're trying to. Because this guy already started falling, so you guys are gonna both fall at the same pace. So you need to really like kick off and get to him, like launch yourself. Mm. Um, this guy, I'll say, uh, only fell like 10 or 15 feet. You went like right after uh, he started falling. Uh, so he slips over the edge, uh, riddled with arrows. You dive down after him, kicking off the side of the airship. That's awesome. You can also do acrobatics if you prefer. Ooh. 23. 23. Callie, you launch off the uh, side of the boat. Like, a, like I'm diving into the water. Uh, yeah, you guys are way high in the air. So you see swan dive. a bunch of these dudes with bows who are about to start shooting at you. They're like, she's getting away. She's getting to the escape boat. She jumped off the side. Yeah. Um, Don't try to interpret our moves. Um, you jump down and you grab this dude who's like bleeding out, covered in arrows. <gasps> what are you doing? Saving your fucking life. And then I want to use my face step to send him back up. Yes. And when I grab him, I uh, touch hands for um, five hit points. <gasps> <laughs> you touch him. He's a willing creature. Uh, he flashes. Uh, and Calder and Saul, you guys are inside this escape boat. You see this dude appears. <gasps> Help! Help! Welcome Help. aboard. She's down. She's going down. I, ca I catch him. You're not Kelly. <laughs> no, not. Okay. Well, I basically want to cast Featherfall and try and grab back on so I can like climb back up. Oh. I said that this guy had fallen about 10 or 15 feet. So this dude was like falling below the boat already. He was like down there. I'll say, give me a another acrobatics check. This one's gonna need to be better. This one's gonna need to be like a DC 20 um, to grab on. Okay. That is a 18. Uh, you guys watch as Callie sends this dude back up to the ship. Uh, she just begins falling and falls into the clouds. Um, um, Callie. I, have, Callie. I do have Foster with me for my feather fall. Your feather fall. Okay. Right. Um, feather I just foster. go, I don't know where I'm going. So she's going to live, but she's out of the fight. She's gone. <laughs> she has <laughs> fallen. Find me. Uh, after Catch you later, I guess. Callie's turn. Actually, Grem had an action held. Uh, you see, he runs over to the side of the boat. Kelly, no! <laughs> <laughs> Why do I care all of a Wait. sudden? This has been a crazy minute. Grim, it's okay. She had a duck with her. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I had a lot of fun. <laughs> It's all right. We've got more important things to worry about. Callie's going to be okay. We got to get your guys on this boat. Grem uh, runs over, uh, jumps to the boat. Uh, the other six guys uh, that were uh, with Grem, uh, including the guy that the guy that was shot is already on there. Um, it's just in Calder's arms. Calder, you just watch as <laughs> Callie disappears into the... Um, uh, into the clouds. You look like a pincushion, man. <laughs> it's a bad time. <laughs> and then Calder, that's your turn. Um, so I want to turn to Saul and say, I, I told Callie I'd catch her, but we're a team. Right. And I'm going to chuck Saul over the boat. <laughs> <laughs> with, uh, with, with, a, uh, with a rope. Okay, with a rope. I was going to say, that's just, you're exacerbating the problem. Grandpa's, yeah. what the fuck are you people doing? It's you're so heroic, but, and you're so helpful, but you're so weird. You're just... 
Don't worry, Grim. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as as Calder goes to do this, Saul is already tying himself up. <laughs> um, yeah, you um uh, you hit the gas on this thing. Uh, there's like an explosion of fire out of the back of this thing's engine, and you guys start moving away from this warship. Um, you see uh, uh, the scouts get ready uh, to start taking uh, arrow shots at you guys. Uh, there's commanders up there like yelling to the cannoneers to start uh, shooting at you guys uh, as you're trying to escape. Uh, you fly over. You see Callie is on Foster uh, flying down <laughs> out of the air. I'm sorry, Foster. I thought I had a plan. <laughs> it didn't work out like <laughs> I thought. <laughs> I just, I at some point, Featherfall is gonna stop working and we're gonna have a really hard landing. Uh, suddenly you see um, the lifeboat come into view. Um, actually, you see Saul just flying at you. You didn't say who needed to catch you. Uh, Calder, uh, actually Saul with advantage, go ahead and give me uh, athletics or acrobatics to grab onto Callie. Uh, and I'll, because I'll say um, Calder is giving you the help action. Right. Yeah, uh, by um, chucking him. Yeah, yes. as, as you're um, flying this thing, um, you see uh, Grim um, takes uh, the wounded soldier, um, puts him in the arms of the other hobgoblins who start working on him. Um, Grim goes over and like helps you hold onto the rope uh, as you are piloting this thing away. Uh, can I use my bonus action to activate my gauntlets while I'm doing this? Yeah, okay, for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, you clap them together. As uh -huh. you fly down, yeah. All right, so that gives me ten plus feet of reach. Ooh! Ooh and I can add plus four to my athletics check. Hold on. Nice. Ooh, that's gonna be an eighteen plus four. Six, 62. twenty-two. Uh, yeah, you shoot your tongue out. You wrap it around Callie's <laughs> ankle. Tater, my hero. <laughs> nice uh, catch, Skinderson. <laughs> you and Foster uh, swing down. Um, as now it's just a. It, it goes a rope to uh, Saul to tongue, to Callie, <laughs> hanging on to Foster now, who now has just gone limp and stopped trying to fly and is just hanging on. We made it by the skin of our potato. <laughs> uh, Graham and a bunch of the um, uh, hobgoblins uh, go over and start uh, pulling it back up um, and uh, uh, smack you on the shoulder, Calder, and go, get us the fuck out of here. Yeah, uh, pedal to the metal. Be careful, Saul. My ankles are kind of erogenous. <laughs> What am I supposed to do with that information? <laughs> um, I'll say you guys continue flying as Saul and Callie are are being uh, brought up because uh, these guys got to like pull you guys up like 30 feet. <laughs> and meanwhile, thing. you guys are being shot at um, by these arrows. So I'm going to say the mm. arrows are going to go on the boat. They're going to go after um, Calder because uh, he's the one uh, flying this bad right. boy. All right. Does this thing have a radio? <laughs> yeah, of course. It's playing the Ramones. I, uh, <laughs> I want to be sedated. <laughs> 20, 20, 24 hours ago. Ideally, um, I'd like to be elevated right now. <laughs> hey. I want to be elevated. <laughs> Two hits uh, with arrows um, whiz out um, a 22 uh, uh, and an 18 are the two high ones. Shield. Shield. Uh, shield Ooh. goes up, uh, blocks the two arrows. They uh, pink off of you. Um, you guys start uh, flying out of view of the uh, melee guys, um, but the warship is going to take some cannon fire at you guys uh, as you try to get away. Uh, this little boat that you guys are on has an AC of 15. Um, you see uh, this thing is going to shoot at you with two ballistas at first. Okay. 20 to hit, hits. Uh, you see this giant spear just shatters uh, into the hole. Uh, it's going to be 16 damage. Uh, you see the whole thing rocks. Uh, Saul and Callie are hanging on down there. Saul, um, everything okay up there? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, another shot with a ballista. Jesus Christ. Uh, hits again. 
18 damage that time. Uh, oh, as okay. this thing cracks, uh, it starts to like move in the wrong direction. You have to start uh, spinning the wheel as the ship like catches some bad mm. wind and starts going around. Uh, and then it's going to take two shots with the cannons. Jesus Christ, 22 to hit hits. Mm. Uh, that's a 27. Your ship begins smoking. A oh. fire catches. Can I... Try and use my reaction to like bat one of these away with my gauntlets? Absolutely not. Okay, you gotta ask. <laughs> you are you hanging on. Ask. You are. In you fact, ask. do a dexterity saving throw to not fall and die. Oh, yay. <laughs> Folks, it turns out you do not have to ask. Yeah. It's dangerous to ask. <laughs> dexterity saving throw. Oh, Lord. Um, oh, okay. I do um, get to reduce damage on dexterity saving throws, but I don't know if that's the case here. Um, that is going to be a 12. Uh, Twelve. I'll say uh, you 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 hang on, okay. uh, but y- you feel uh, the jolt as the ship is hit by a cannonball, uh, and gonna go for you again. Jesus Christ! I'm not kidding you. That is a nat twenty. Oh, oh God damn! It. I'm gonna say with how an, much HP does the ship have? The ship has a decent amount of HP because it's based off of like water vehicles. But I'm gonna mm-hmm. say this thing is gonna be unflyable in a second, and this is gonna become a hovercraft, uh, okay. and you're gonna have to do a controlled crash <laughs> because you guys are on fire and starting to plummet. And I'm also gonna say with a nat 20, everyone on board is going to take this cannon damage. Okay. Uh, so this cannon damage Damn. is 27. You see the cannon lands on the deck, just right in the middle, just fucking Ooh. shatters it, Shrap giant it fucking hole in it. Uh, unfortunately, the guy who Callie saved uh, is obliterated, dies. What? Oh, he's, <laughs> you really want I'm, him dead. No, I don't want him <laughs> dead. There was a nat 20 on the ship with a dude know, who was at 5 HP. He's dead. And then after the warship, uh, we go back to the top of the round. That is the scouts. I'm going to say at this point, you guys are out of arrow range. Uh, you do see that they try to shoot at you. There's like this like volley of arrows that just go overhead that do not manage to hit. <sighs> um, Missed us. <laughs> but uh, you see that like the uh, uh, thing that holds the balloon um, is now like catching fire. The ropes around it are catching fire. Uh, there's smoke everywhere. There's a giant hole in the middle of the hull. Um, and then we are back down to um, Callie's turn. Okay. I'll say you guys are about halfway up. Um, you're like 10 feet um, below hanging on to uh, Saul and Foster here. Can I scurry up back onto the ship? Yeah, uh, go ahead and give me uh, an athletics check. 14. 14, uh, yeah, you're successfully able to use your movement, um, climb back up. Okay. I want to um, go over to Calder and say, I asked you to catch me, but Saul did. Yeah, <laughs> You know, semantics. And then, I and then I say, just kidding. And I give him a stinger. <laughs> Ow. Um, God, nice one, Gally. <laughs> the infection has spread to my arm. <laughs> and then I think I just want to like um, give Calder a help action. Can I sort of like look around at the engine, the material, see if I can acquaint myself with it at all? Yeah, um, you look around. I'll say, um, go ahead and give me uh, an intelligence check going to add a minus one to that. (laughs) Six becomes a five. You can't make heads or tails of all this machinery. Okay. I look at Calder and I'm like, I don't know how you do this. (laughs) And I walk away. (laughs) Um, Kelly, (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. uh, But as I walk away, I will give him a bardic inspiration. Sweet. Wow. Thank you. um, In the form of the stinger. Ow. (laughs) The other arm. 
Yeah, you're gonna need that. There's a hole in the fucking boat and it's on fire. Oh, fuck. And we're going down. Yeah, I noticed. Calder, there's a hole in the hole. Thank you, everyone. I see it. I guess I look down into the hole regretfully. You did all you could. As an action. Uh, Graham puts his. Uh, you really did all you could. Graham puts his hand on your shoulder and goes, I will remember that. I'm sorry. We will Graham. all remember that. Yeah, but I, didn't I sort of like make it worse for everyone by trying to do that? No, of course not. And also, we'll talk about this later. We all have to, the rest of us have to make no, it out Graham, here. No, I need to talk about no, it No, we don't now. need to talk about anything now. Or you decompress. Got, I just can't connect with you people. I kiss Graham. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my God. I blast, I blast the song that's playing. Uh, hey, careful, oh, Callie. His beak is go. so sharp. After after Callie's turn, uh, that is the hobgoblins' turns. Nice. Um, they are going to prepare like a defensive stance in case the same thing happens again. They'd probably get fucked up, um, but hopefully the uh, deck and stuff won't get as obliterated. Mm -hmm. um, after the hobgoblins, uh, Calder, that's your turn. Uh, you can now fly this bad boy and do nice. a dash action. Yeah, I will do that. My, I, I assume my expeditious retreat doesn't extend to uh, uh, it does not, but you can effectively do like a dash action and just fly as fast away as you can. Yes. I want to be escaped. <laughs> I want to be a skater. Uh, sweet. Oh, that's good. Full throttle. I want to be a skater. You fly uh, away into the clouds um, and uh, you feel yourself losing altitude quickly. Like the uh, balloon is like losing hydrogen. Mm -hmm. You guys are falling, 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 We're falling pretty down. fast. Bring it down nice and easy. Uh, we will settle that in a second. Mm -hmm. Saul, we have to settle you. Um, you still need to climb up. Go oh. ahead and give me uh, an acrobatics or an athletics check as All you try right. to get up. Great. Uh, I will do athletics. Hell yeah. That's going to be a 19. Uh, 19. Uh, you scramble all the way back up. Uh, you are now on this um, <laughs> flaming, falling ship. <laughs> Welcome. Ah. <laughs> Welcome to safety. Wow. Okay. <laughs> we are ready to sail. Some um, confusing things have just happened. <laughs> and they will continue to happen. Um, I'm going to hop over and uh, sit on top of Calder, and I'm going to use uh, my visage. I have an ability called... Um, astral sight that lets me see in normal and magical darkness up to 120 feet. You see these like flaming goggles and a scarf appear on my head, uh, and I'm just going to basically act as Calder's eyes. Wow, sick! Ooh. I captain the boat, and you captain me. Um, <laughs> so you guys start. Uh, oh, Calder, my Calder! <laughs> uh, you guys are going to have a rough landing, but it does feel like you guys are effectively airship feather falling, maybe falling a little bit faster, uh -huh. like a hundred feet per round. <laughs> so it's like, it's bad. You're going to crash. Uh, all of the hobgoblins are hanging on. You guys get far away that um, uh, the warship uh, starts shooting its cannons off at you, starts shooting its ballistas off at you, uh, but they're way off, cannot follow you through the clouds. Um, right. And you guys are falling too fast for it to catch up with you. And they probably think you're already dead. Uh, Calder, first off, are you trying to lands like in the city, less dangerous for you guys, but more likely for uh, you to hit innocent people. Right. If you go towards the sea or something like uh, hundreds of feet in the other direction, you could try to crash into the sea or something. Yeah, I want to I want to crash kind of like as close to the shore and sand as I possibly can. Okay. Ideally knee deep breakwater. Got it. Okay. Uh, so you guys are falling, falling, falling out of the sky. Um, and as you guys fall. This must be what it appears like to be a star, a shooting star. <laughs> That's a nice way to look at it. Do stars scream? <laughs> <laughs> All the hobgoblins around you just. <gasps> <laughs> 
Make a wish. Uh, as you guys are falling out of the sky, Calder, I'm going to need an intelligence check uh, okay. to pilot this thing remember, and land it as safely as possible. Remember the pain in your arm. That's inspiration. Yes, that's right. That's a D8. Oh, God, I'm going to need it. Um, there's a nice key over there. If you can aim for the key. All right. I'm going for the key. That's I rolled a seven on the Bardic. Whew. That's a 16. A 16. Ah! All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Like, uh, pretty good. <laughs> uh, you fly down, fly down. You see that um, the uh, ship Rise. above you guys, the mothership Ariat, is starting to rip apart. So all these people in the city, all these people in Upper Esri, uh, like ants below you are looking up at just like the chaos in the night sky. It's hard to steer. My arms hurt. Um, and you swing <laughs> the ship away from the city um, and start, uh, and it starts rocketing down towards the sea. Um, and as you guys are are like uh, shaking and falling and getting ready to crash. Grim puts his hand on your shoulder and goes, good man. Um, as you uh, go towards the sea, uh, you guys see uh, the water coming up. Uh, you break through the clouds. Uh, you break through like the city lights and everything. And you just see the dark of the um, uh, night sky reflecting off the sea as it gets closer. As it gets closer, closer can closer. I make the sign of the beard and cast Blade Ward on myself? You cast Blade nice. Ward on yourself <laughs> as you guys all make Here contact with the water and Calder pulls up and tries to land this thing. You feel the hull just fucking explodes underneath you. Uh, protect me. Just this uh, shattering of wood. Uh, the balloon explodes above you. Um, everybody is going to take Oh boy. Oh, that's a lot of clickety clacks. It is definitely not as bad as it could have been. You did a pretty good job landing uh, this ship. Uh, in fact, the fact that like the boat kind of breaks as soon as you hit the water, if anything, kind of absorbs some of the impact mm -hmm. as you guys land. Yeah, we're lucky we got hit by the cannon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect plan. <laughs> um, everyone on board, I actually, I rolled a bunch of dice, but I rolled very low. Everyone on board takes 23 damage okay. um, as uh, the boat explodes. Um, you guys scatter off into the water. Um, you see a few of the hobgoblins from Grem's crew uh, are knocked out, uh, but there's other guys near them that are able to like grab them and scoop them. Um, and everybody starts swimming towards uh, the nearby like shore, like this rocky shore uh, beneath this mountain that kind of holds the city. What type of damage? Bludgeoning damage. Sick. I only take 12 then. <laughs> Moradin is real. Moradin is real. Long may he grow. Uh, Callie uh, pops up out of the water um, and you guys all swim over to this little rocky shore um, and uh, Grem and uh, the others uh, grab the other uh, surviving hobgoblins um, and the knocked out ones and uh, pull them to safety on this rocky shore here. <sighs> and um, you guys catch your breath and uh, you immediately look up to sort of see what the situation is with the mothership air yacht. You see, it continues to break apart as this giant nucleus of this mechanical octopus type creature uh, is, is taking over and wrapping around the ship. And then you see that the jammer that you just used, Callie, lights up. And you hear Beatrix's voice. Consider us even. I spared you in that test tube, and you spared a part of me. Doubt is important in moments of ego and fanaticism. I am so angry with Mothership, but 
I doubt that everyone in this city is irredeemable scum. You see the windows of the ship, um, even from down here, uh, blow out as wires carrying the mothership employees and soldiers begin flinging them out onto nearby cargo ships. Uh, you also see a bunch of rescue ships begin shooting off from the air yacht as well, as if you've essentially cast doubt on Beatrix's plot for indiscriminate revenge and, <laughs> and doubt on Alexandrite's mission of complete conviction. Calliope's like, maybe all my self-doubt has a gift in it yet. <laughs> it's what makes you human. <laughs> it is what makes you human. And that is why there has to be some doubt on their side too. This ship, this symbol of control, must perish. We will meet again, my friends. Friends of the network. That's something I actually don't doubt. You see the mothership wrapped up and all of these wires suddenly whoosh, plummets out of the sky. Beatrix moves it so that it's out from over the city, but it begins heading towards the water a few hundred feet from you. You see the shadow over you getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And finally, there's this huge explosion as it hits the water. Before you can comprehend the wreckage, an enormous tidal wave heads straight for you. And that's where we'll end our oh, session. Oh, oh damn it. Surf's up, everybody. <laughs> Cowabunga. Shut the fuck up. Ah. <laughs> Let's hang 10 with Graham. <laughs> uh, sweet, guys. All right. Uh, Join us on the short rest where we do drowning checks. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we'll uh, be talking about this over on the short rest. Good Head on over Lord. to patreon.com slash nadpod. That's N-E-D-P-O-D. Don't sing yet. Oh, I'm too tired to sing. Don't do it. Please don't do it. You can go over there and listen to our after show. Uh, in the meantime, does anyone have anything they'd like to plug? I Ooh. would like to replug to people who sent us stuff that I've just been enjoying mm. in my morning tea. Okay. Oh. And that is uh, Bees in the Burbs uh, Honey. Mm -hmm. I'm still putting that in my tea and I'm still loving it. And then Jonathan Barone uh, sent us maple syrup and I'm still loving that. Yum. Great. So I just want to... I just wanted to shout out the sweeties for the sweet. <laughs> shout out for the, the sweeties. sweeties. The sweet sweeties. You gotta shout out the sweeties sometimes. Um, can I keep the sweetie train going? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Choo choo. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out uh, my friend who makes cool art. Um, check out uh, at Spooky Bree on Twitter and Instagram. I think that's her handle. Uh, she makes really dope, like spooky Bloodborne art and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. She's an amazing painter and also a, a cool DM who I've played with before. So shout out to some cool art. Cool, cool art. Love yeah. It. Sweet, guys. Uh, I think uh, that's it for this week. Uh, thanks all so much for listening. Uh, you can follow us on social media that are being ran at use at CHMurfsMe, at Caldis Caldwell, at Axford's Emily, and at Jacob's Jake. And you can that's tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD. That's N E D D P O D. We are, we are, we are, the youth of the nation. We are, we are, the youth of the nation. Ah. It is time to thank our benevolent council of elders, starting with Brad D, Jeffrey S, Hugh C, later McSkater, Matt M, Jordan DJ, Cutter W, Daniel G, Dylan B, who is missing his own D&D game to see NADPOD live in LA. Hell yeah, good on ya. Dungeon Mama, Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Beardman Dan, Scott D, Danny P, Michael Mick D, 
Vincent W., Mr. Cole, Victor T., Balnor's Boy Forever, Dominic Person, Andrew B., Justin I., Ragnar Fairdwind, TJM, Trele, The Crayfay, Jared E., Christopher B., Damiel R., Cyborg Version of Josh the Kobold, Brian W., Vice President of Business Development of Shore Incorporated. Hell yeah, I would love a free sticker. Richard X. Machina, Michael L., Taylor S., Callum L., Jack L., Sam L., Nicholas C., Thaddeus, Thunderous, Turtle, Samuel B., Mike H., Martin P., Matthew E., Way Cooler Than Angry, Wheat, Adam G., Tyler F., Panama James, Andrew the Bard, Captain Sigil, Diana De Las Lopez, CC Lulu, Michelle O, Hercule Poirot, The Rabbit Folk Detective, Timmy R, Crocaholic, Lucas B, Rako, It's Kevin, Calder's Coldcome, Hashtag Love to All My Supporters, New York, Cass, Skateboard Cass, Stephen C, Michael M, Mike K, Lady Taco, Joy T, Nara, Wit and Whimsy, Jake L, Nick W, Brave the Badger, Esme M, Mutton the Mad Druid, a has-been trying to undo his friend who has been stuck as a polymorph sheep for three weeks. Foster, the original boneless duck. Aaron, the asshole ranger. Big Bad Beardo the Mad. Eric McDee, giant monsters on the horizon. Percival Frederick Stein von Muscle, Klawowski, DeRolo III. Christian A. Olivia K. J. Dragonborn. Joe Rowe, the inappropriate. Cody B. Liam D. The Sandrean. Ben A. Feldonis, John the Third, Dave H, Vivian, Koala Bear, Catherine S, David K, Christian S, Rebecca G, Dustin S, Connor F, Hawkeye Pierce, Bookvar's assistant Izzy F, Mark U, Blair the Bug, Blair Bar, Blairian, Cat C, Kelsey J, Pork Chop, Ariel the Occasional Mermaid, Selena N, A.K.A. Valacy Raptor, Minette the Magnificent Magic Carp, Pat L, Achutha A. Lauren H, Joshua D, Ryan S, The Bone Duster, The Charming Fluff, Robert Crisp, Telekitty Creations Fan Illustrator, Insert Request, Ploops, Carly A, Addie K, AP Cleric, Lori P, Those Who Love and Give Where They Can, Spam Gaming, Who Is Just Some Guy, I Guess, Grant L, Connor Savage, Christopher J, Pebblepot, What Happens When You Stand on a D4, Your Foot Takes One D4 Damage, Salil, Leviathan, Bio Court 7, Remington CD, Amber Dextrous, Sullivan H, Trub Hop Dropper, Sydney T, Jack H, Hi, my name is Brian Murphy. I wish I could tell you that I'm a golden finch, but I'm really just a dirty city pigeon. Wow, very well. Afrex, hashtag sexy Saul slurping snitties, garble the moist, juicy kiwi Saul's future life partner, Champ Wild, Valen, Beep, Barbarian, Bastard, Baby of Brian and Brennan. Carlin C. Louis is your centaur dad. Emily S. Harry Cox. Very nice. Allie, congrats on finishing your master's degree. I love you. We all love you. Justin L.B. Torley, Skirmisher, Pendergreens, Pungent Pudding, hashtag CCC, hashtag Slanging Rope, Dandy, E&D, thousands of bunnies are let go into the wild to fend for themselves with no knowledge of the world. Claudius was one of them. Marcos P, Pup Kalish, Learns the Balanced Druid, Dakota JP, Frida M, Pagos, the Self-Proclaimed Fay Prince, Tracy P, the Crick Elf Librarian, Friar Frizzit, Andy E, Holly H, Anthony A, Kristen Z, Leah C, Paige H, Beatrix's 
Beautiful baby batter. My God. Pixel stars. Kristen with a K. Cal supports. Calder's cold. Come. Hashtag stay strong. They can't stop us all. Commodore Galaxy. Edison N. Russell H. A monk named Dilgo. Yes, the whole thing. Yes, every time. Zero parody. The not so bad DM. Neos. The novice monster hunter. Some jerk named Simon. I dreamt he shouted at me that I should remember and free him as if I knew who he was. Lorelai F. Morgan M, a peeling sticker. Ooh, you hate to see it. Stephen E, Mr. Adams, Meg, the mail carrier of Bohemia, James F, Jimmy A, hi man, hi man. Yeah, that's me. Captain Cappy, M4L, the dragon ambassador, wayfarer, inventor of the SS Storm Bjorn, Andrew B, Cope Fresh, Barpo Goodbarrel, Bardbarian, and Brewer Emeritus of Waterdeep, Welshlander, Garrett G, One Big Curd, Eric M, Mr. D, Sean J, Mr. Sillyhead, Monster Captain Renee S, Olivia the Enchanting Bard who will totally be making money off the Duck Team Tales with an on-the-go, all the stops show, Blue Slade the Artificer, Michaela R, Albans Alabaster Aftermath, hashtag come Muppets will rise, Solemn's Sticky Sauce, hashtag CCC double down, Calliope's Cumulo Come Blast, hashtag CCC forever, Riley S, Sir Sig93, FICO, Buckles, and his ball gags. No one is cooler than Angry Wheat, especially not the front half of a horse costume. The game itself, Chaos, Camp, aka I Am a Smatfire, Shackled, Aaron R, Tony G, Logan D, Anthony DM Jr. would like to declare his full support for hashtag CCC and its derivatives. Josh H, Jack the Jacks Jinxing Rogue in search of Bohemia's biggest balls. Sammy the Nico, Mango Empanadas, and Cora B. Thank you all. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>